0: Welcome to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. I'm Grayson Willis.
1: And I'm Pastor Margaret Michael.
0: And today uh, we are pleased to be joined by Pastor Nazar and Katie Tuma uh, from Nazareth, Israel. Uh, Pastor Nazar and Katie, how are you guys doing today?
2: Doing great. <laughs>
3: Thank you for having us. We do just wonderful.
0: And uh, we had hoped uh, to have uh, Pastor Nazar and Katie on Front Porch Talks. and. We thought uh, it would probably be over the phone, being that they live so far away, but they happen to come in town in Harrisonburg, so it's good to have them here uh, in the Front Porch Talk studio, and they're here to share their testimony today. And um, I just want to start off by saying that Pastor Nazar is the pastor of the Nazarene Church in Nazareth, the hometown of Jesus. If you guys would just like to start out, tell us about where you're from and about how you grew up.
3: Yeah, well, I was born uh, in Nazareth uh, in 1966, (laughs) and um, I lived there most of my life. And up till now, uh, out of those years, I lived only 10 years in Jerusalem. On the 2nd of June, 1985, um, I gave my life to Jesus Mm. through an American missionary who lived in Nazareth. I've mentioned his name already many times, Mm -hmm. but his name is Lyndon Browning, and he was like my uh, spiritual father. For many years, he followed me up. Uh, 1990, I moved to Jerusalem, and then I moved back to Nazareth about mm. uh, 20 years ago, uh, around this time, similar to this time. So grateful to be uh, servants, you know, and uh, serving God in uh, Jesus' hometown, Nazareth.
2: Yes. How about you, Katie? Um, actually, I grew up in Jerusalem, mm. and uh, I'm from Greek Orthodox background. Mm. Um, I've been raised up in San school in the Nazarene church in mm. Jerusalem. My spiritual mother was Armenian, mm-hmm. her name is Araxi. She passed away when uh, the year that I got married. Mm-hmm. And uh, I moved to Nazareth the year 2000 with my husband Nizar because it was a calling from the Lord mm-hmm. to move, leave Jerusalem and go to Nazareth and mm-hmm. serve him there. Nice.
3: We have an extended family today yeah. and we, we are already grandparents, you yeah. know, Yes, uh, for uh, our grandkids. They are twin daughters, twin girls, and mm-hmm. they are two years old. Mm-hmm. So they have enriched our lives so much. Yes. So We're blessed to talk about
1: I know when I was there in October, mm-hmm. I think one of them may not have been feeling well that day. That's mm-hmm. um, yeah. true. Yeah, but they're beautiful. You have beautiful children. Thank you. So tell us how you grew up. What church, what affiliation?
3: Well, it's the same tradition, we are both, me and wife like Katie, we are coming from uh, what's called the Greek Orthodox tradition. Mm-hmm. That tradition has been there for, for hundreds of years. Yes. And it's like the Eastern Church, yes. and it comes from Greek, that's why I call it the Greek Orthodox, they come from Greece. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was 19, I met with um, Pastor Browning in Nazareth, and we met while I was pumping gas into his car. But this man's lifestyle was different. I could sense something different in him. But every time he would speak about Jesus, there was this passion you know, and this love for Christ that provoked me to jealousy. Mm-hmm. I mean, someone who lives in Nazareth and knows it all, supposedly, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I didn't have this relationship with Jesus. But connecting to this man, had me look back and look at my tradition that failed to offer me a better life mm-hmm. like a spiritual life mm-hmm. offered me a lot of tradition something mm-hmm. that couldn't help me i didn't understand salvation
0: mm-hmm.
3: i then i was saved by giving my life to jesus open mm-hmm. my heart mm-hmm. and then i wanted to serve the mother church my mother church mm-hmm. where i grew up in that tradition they were f- the first uh, church to approach me to be a priest in that church and i couldn't take that because i didn't feel like i should go back to tradition i wanted to hit like go forward mm-hmm. because i My life was changing. Mm -hmm. I was growing in faith. I had this love for the Lord. I had this love for the Bible. This Mm -hmm. passion to serve other people. Mm -hmm. And when I was sharing my story with many friends around me, God led so many through me to to believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. So even my closest friends, my family, my relatives, you know, everybody got a chance to hear my message because I was like, this fire that God put in my heart when I got saved, Mm -hmm. it was consuming fire it was a fire that had to touch everyone around me mm-hmm. and because of that my parents thought i was losing my mind <laughs> you know when people saw you lost your mind because you don't stop talking about jesus
0: mm-hmm. i said
3: this is my life now i cannot stop talking about jesus mm-hmm. and the funny thing is like what do chinese eat every day they say they eat rice mm-hmm. i said that's me i'm i'm like eating rice every day this is jesus i felt even lost I wasted so much time mm-hmm. not knowing him, but the age of 19, I'm, I'm still young. I thought, you know, young enough mm-hmm. to. But I'm glad it was it happened then, mm-hmm. because the moment I walked on that path, nothing have made, pushed me back. I mm-hmm. just put, I focused my eyes on Jesus, and that's where I was going.
2: Right, very good. How about you? Actually, I um, I was studying in a Catholic school when I was uh, little, mm-hmm. and um, it was confusion for me, like to being uh, among like. Uh, Nazarene Church, Evangelical Church or Catholic Church and being from Orthodox background so it was I didn't know what was all going on you know but uh, I started serving the Lord when I was 15 with the missionary his name is Earl Morgan and uh, my spiritual mother uh, Araxi we used to be to do VBS in uh, mm-hmm. the West Bank, Taiby, and in Jerusalem but uh, and I left the church for a year but God brought me back mm-hmm. in the year, like I was 18, and I surrendered my life to Jesus. and mm-hmm. said, But I, I said, please, God, if you want me to serve you, I want a man, a, a man that helps me, a to partner, be a partner yeah. mm-hmm. to help me to be together and serve you. Because I'm just alone, mm-hmm. and I'm from uh, a, a family that they don't know you but I need a partner to be with me. Mm-hmm. And in a few months, I start praying for a man that God sent me a believer. I didn't know that he would send me a pastor. <laughs> 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 I wasn't a pastor then. Yeah, he wasn't a pastor, <laughs> right. but he was studying. But I was study. studying already, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I didn't know that I'm going to be a pastor wife one day. Mm-hmm. But I love the Lord from mm-hmm. all my life, and mm-hmm. I dedicate my life for him. I said, I'm yours. Yes. Use me. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want me to be, mm-hmm. I'll be, right. uh, I'll be. So God sent me Nazar, and we met in a family camp mm-hmm. uh, in Haifa, uh, and God uh, united our united hearts, our that, hearts that, that, together in that conference, in yeah. that conference. Wow. and we took a year, almost a year, he, is, he, he was living in Nazareth, I was living in Jerusalem, we took a year of praying together, praying. Mm-hmm. If this is God's will or not? Wow! Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And after one year, I said, God, I want Him to be close. I want to know Him. I want to mm-hmm. know more His personality. Mm-hmm. I know, want Him to be close. You know,
3: and there was no phones at that time, yeah. that, like available like today. Right. But, so we'd have a phone call once a week. Yeah. <laughs> just to chat, you know. And yeah. today is different, of course. Yeah.
1: It's a text every minute, right? Yeah, <laughs> you could see him now right. because the on the other side of the yeah. world. You know? How <laughs> things have changed. And, uh, says very much.
2: So God answered my prayers by uh, Pastor uh, Lyndon Browning sent, uh, asked Nizar to come to Jerusalem and be his assistant yeah. pastor. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that's yeah. how we come together and we got engaged in the same mm-hmm. month that he came to mm-hmm. Jerusalem.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. So you all both grew up in church. Yeah. You were there every time the doors opened, pretty much. You could say that, yes. And so, and at that point, you were there, kind of going on your parents' faith.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: When yes. did it? When did your faith really become your own? When was it no more? What I've been taught, but this is this is mine. Mm. I think,
3: uh, yeah, after exactly. We I think we, after we got married, mm-hmm. we have our independent life. Mm-hmm. Um, we started serving, and God was showing us how important it is to serve Him and mm-hmm. how important it is to live Christ for other people. Because when we lived in Jerusalem, you know, Jerusalem is very religious also on every level, you know, Jewish, mm-hmm. Muslim, Christian, it's full of religion. Mm-hmm. And um, for us, we were called to do something different. You know, we didn't want to lead people. To go after another religion. Mm -hmm. Like this is called evangelical religion. Or Mm -hmm. this is the we wanted to direct people's eyes to Jesus Mm -hmm. as a person. Because I'm fed up with religion. I tell you, even today, I I am 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 fed up with religion. Mm -hmm. Religion have driven people to kill, have driven people to destroy, have driven people to close up, you know, their hearts and their minds and not to accept the other and not to, you know, to be able to deal with with the other. And it's it's crazy. This is not. Jesus has called us to live a different life. Right. He promised us to give an abundant life. Right. Life of, of abundance is a life of giving and sacrificing mm-hmm, right. and loving and caring for the other more than yourself. Right, right. So right. When we, I think when we got married, we, that, was the, right, yeah. that was the moment, yes, right. when we thought, oh, thank God we are disconnected from our mm-hmm. past. And now we are heading towards what God is calling us to do. Yeah.
1: Amen. He answers prayer, doesn't he? Look who he sent to you. (laughs) (laughs) Specific, specific prayer. (laughs) Many
2: prayers
3: that were answered. (laughs) uh...
0: Pastor Nazar and Katie, um, you were both mentioning about how after you met and got married, uh, Pastor Lyndall Browning, who was a Nazarene missionary, came and had you be his associate pastor. Talk about how you first met him.
3: I met him first at the gasoline station. Mm-hmm. I didn't know him for, like for the few days that he came. He was nice. Uh, he would just greet me nicely. I'd you know, give him gas. He would go. And then one day I said, what do you do like in life? He said, I'm a pastor. And I said, where's your church? And he said, well, it's just around the corner. And now where I was working was exactly one minute walk mm-hmm. from that church. I have never knew that there was a church there. Wow. One minute walk mm-hmm. from the gas station to the church. I d- I've never seen that church. And so he said, why don't you come and visit us one day and see what we do? So I went for the first visit, and I could never leave. (laughs) I attended that church. I loved the worship. I loved the preaching. Mm -hmm. I loved the fellowship, you know, with all the brothers and sisters, all those who came to church. So for me, that was new. Mm -hmm. I couldn't see that in other places. Mm -hmm. So God drew me in. I was pulled in. And, you know, Katie... Uh, Mm -hmm. going, you know, to serve with the missionaries that lived in Jerusalem and, uh, you know, in Sunday school Mm -hmm. and youth camps and all of that. So it put us on the same path, I think. Mm -hmm. She on Mm -hmm. her side, on my side. And then Mm -hmm. when we came together, we had a lot of things that that were common, you know, Mm in common. Yes. Both of us were sharing a lot of things. Mm -hmm. That's why we were successful in ministry, because we could
2: work together. Yeah, we were Mm -hmm. directing Mm -hmm. each other. Yeah, as
1: a group, you know. Mm -hmm. As a a team. As a team. team, Equally yoked, right? You had your beliefs um, were cohesive. Exactly. And that makes a big difference yeah. um, when you right. are, as the scripture tells us, yes, yeah. um, to be equally yoked. So as you began pastoring as an associate pastor, tell us about that. For both of you, what was that like?
3: You know, coming from another city, mm-hmm. like uh, from Nazareth to Jerusalem, was a challenge. People in Jerusalem didn't really like very much people who came from the north. Which is massive in the area, so they looked at us always in a very negative. Is way. there
1: anything good that ever came out in Nazareth?
0: And it seems <laughs> Come that. Come and see. <laughs> Come and see. Yeah. This was the answer. Come and see. <laughs> and
3: so, if we were, we wanted to prove the opposite, you know. Right. There Absolutely. Were great out Absolutely. Of Nazareth, we so. know that. But we know that. Serving in Jerusalem was a, a huge challenge because, yeah. also, again, tradition and religion were. because Thank you. Please. You know. We have this saying in Arabic that digging in the rock, like carving mm. in the rock. That was the ministry at first, when I first moved there. Mm. I couldn't pierce one person's heart for three or four years. I would go visit with people in their homes, pray with people, go visit the sick, you know, go to the hospitals. Knock on people's doors, give Bibles, you know, for the three, four years, it was almost impossible to get people to come to church. It took us a while, And then, I think 1995, that's when we had this shift. All those seeds we were planting, and people, you know, rejecting, and people closing doors, they started coming to the mm-hmm. church. So after 1995, we came up, I think, to 80 people and that year up, you know, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. to 1998. Mm-hmm. And those years, God just gave us the fruit of the hard work we mm-hmm. did together. But you were mm-hmm.
1: building relationships, yeah. right? That, yes, that
3: was it, yeah. yes. Yeah. You know, people need to trust you. You have to learn how to not make people, but help mm-hmm. people to understand mm-hmm. and to accept you mm-hmm.
0: and to respect you yes. mm-hmm.
3: so it's about you know, reputation and uh, they watch what you do, they watch your life mm-hmm. and Absolutely. When, we f- when I first moved Pastor Margaret, when I first moved to Jerusalem it was during the, what's called the Intifada the Palestina Uprise against the occupation and the pain mm-hmm. of you know, being under occupation and uh, for us it was very difficult to yeah. convince people that God loves mm-hmm. them Mm-hmm. Because and the time was not right, you know. Right. Every morning we left our house. Cars were on fire in the streets, mm-hmm. and, and people were attacked, and the soldiers were attacking people, and there was always this. It was it was a war mm-hmm. until it was over, 1992. And then there was a, a political solution, and then mm-hmm. they allowed Arafat, you know, to mm-hmm. come back and live in Gaza and, mm-hmm. and and then Ramallah in the West Bank, and that's when things became a little bit more quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were moving a bit more in freedom mm-hmm. so we were blessed to be able to make a difference in Jerusalem mm-hmm. yeah.
1: you know yeah. I read recently the scripture talks about the parable of the sower and how some seed falls on stony mm-hmm. ground and yeah. um, rocky soil and this idea this author um, shared that a lot of people uh, walk over the hearts of man mm-hmm. yes And that when people are walked on and treated badly, that ground, literally our hearts, become really hard because we learn not to trust and we learn not to. And uh, for the word of God comes and it plows the soil of the heart. But it's hard ground. And I I really do believe that relationship is the way to begin. To soften it's almost
3: like building bridges. Right, right. Almost. You could say it that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know if any of the people who are listening to this testimony, 1990 to 1992, it was the, one of the most, like, darkest times for Israel and, mm-hmm. and Palestine, that, that piece of land. Mm-hmm. Because also, the, you know, the Gulf crisis started somewhere in 1990. Mm-hmm. And 1991, the war broke. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we were in Intifada, uprising in Jerusalem, and still, and missiles used to fly over Jerusalem and hit Tel Aviv. Wow! Mm-hmm. If you get out at night, you could see the missiles flying yeah. over Jerusalem and hitting Tel Aviv. <laughs> it, a, it was the craziest time. thing. Yeah. It was and sweet. so wow. you can imagine during that time being able to do ministry and reach mm-hmm. out to people and encourage people to stay strong and stay hold mm-hmm. their faith. And that's why I'm saying, you know, we went through tough times, mm-hmm. but God is faithful. You know, we have Amen. seen His hand. He encouraged us to stay, mm-hmm. and, and we just stayed, and we stayed with the people, and people mm-hmm. saw that we were not running away from the war or from the crisis. Right. And so I think that's where, where the trust really started mm-hmm. taking place.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you for sharing that. And uh, certainly in our hardest times, that's maybe when we are drawn closest to God. Amen. Yes. Now, Pastor Nazar, you mentioned that when you first started out, you started out in ministry in Jerusalem. And I mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast that you're now uh, the pastor of the Nazarene Church in Nazareth. So talk about how God called you or put it on your heart, a desire to be back in. I don't think it was your desire originally, but he put he had a desire for you and Katie to move from Jerusalem and start ministering and pastoring in Nazareth.
3: Uh, True. Um, I was not happy when God put that on my heart and I was quoting all the verses about Nazareth. (laughs) I was reminding Jesus, you know, about Nazareth. I said, Lord, you live there, and you've seen what the people did to you. And you said, no prophet without honor, but in his own hometown. Mm -hmm. Nothing good come out of Nazareth. (laughs) And they wanted to throw you off that cliff one day because you said you were the Messiah. And I was telling him all of that stuff. And I wasn't rejecting the voice, but I said, if you want us to move, We need that to come clear. Yes. Right. So one of the missionaries that lived in Nazareth at that time was called Henry Stevenson. Henry Stevenson actually is a a man from Ireland, from Northern Ireland, from Belfast. Mm -hmm. He came to us and he said, guys, God told me that you should move to Nazareth. And Katie said, God, but he didn't tell us yet. So (laughs) (laughs) he he told you, but he didn't tell us. So we were praying really and seeking God on this. uh, But God opened all the doors for us to move. Because as soon as we moved out of the area we lived in Jerusalem, the second uprising started. Mm -hmm. Uh, Prime Minister Sharon Visited the Temple Mount that, you know, created another Mm -hmm. crisis. And then Mm -hmm. Jerusalem was again on fire. Mm -hmm. But we were already in Nazareth. Mm -hmm. So that we found schools for our kids. We uh, found solutions for the preschool. God gave us a church to Mm -hmm. start with. We started very small. We Mm -hmm. had about, I think we were 15 people, including my family. Mm -hmm. But we started fasting and and really praying and seeking God for Nazareth. Because Mm -hmm. the church was dying. Mm -hmm. We came in and there was Mm -hmm. no people there. And God blessed us because of that time. You know, we said, Lord, if you have called us here, there's definitely a different plan. What our eyes are seeing now is not the end, it's just the beginning. It's dry, looks dry, looks, looks like almost dead. And then 2003, we had a breakthrough after okay. fasting for eight days. A, a sick lady came to our church, she got healed instantly mm. at the spot. And that's kind of what started the fire in Nazareth. Excellent. And our yeah. church started climbing, you know, we, we moved up and up and up. And, and right. praise God, we have a beautiful church today. Not, you know, mentioning numbers. Numbers will always encourage people That's because right. they... hundreds of people. Now, yeah, now, yeah, we serve hundreds of people, yeah. I could right. say that, yes. yes. In our circle of ministry, we have hundreds of people involved, oh.
0: yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Pastor Nazar. And uh, I just want to go back a little bit and have Katie tell a story of kind of how God confirmed in your hearts that uh, Nazareth was the place that he had for you.
2: Yeah. As uh, Nizar mentioned, like Pastor uh, Harry Harry came to us and told us that God put in his heart that we should go to Nazareth. Uh, We said no in the beginning, but Mm -hmm. said, God, if this is your will, just confirm it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And once I was in the house uh, alone, Uh, I take my time uh, with the Lord, you know, reading and praying in the morning. And uh, suddenly, after I finished my prayer time, I felt the Holy Spirit like came down from Mm -hmm. heaven and filled the room. Mm -hmm. And I started hearing a voice inside, inner voice in me, said, go to Nazareth, leave and go to Nazareth. I said, no, no way, you know, I'm not going to, I'm from Jerusalem, you know, and my kids are in school, my family is around me. I'm not, but I kept hearing this voice, leave Jerusalem and go to Nazareth. Mm After two hours of struggling and hearing this voice, I said, okay, Lord, if this is your voice, I need the confirmation from you. And I put uh, the confirmation from the Lord. I said, I need to see a dove in front of me now. I have a window, like I'm sitting in the room, and there is a window there. I said, Lord, please bring a dove, and let Mm -hmm. it sit on the window now, in two minutes. (laughs) And suddenly the dove came. When I saw the dove, I was shaking. Mm -hmm. I really, I like, panic, and uh, <laughs> like being foolish uh, in a way, mm-hmm. and I called Nizar, he was in the office, I said, Nizar, you know, I said, what's wrong with you, I said, <laughs> I said, I'm going to Nazareth, I'm leaving Jerusalem, I'm going to Nazareth, God confirmed it for mm-hmm. us, you know, so I'm packing, wow. I said, Lord, I'm, I surrender, mm-hmm. and in two months, uh, we packed, and God uh, sent us a group of young people, students from Olivet University, mm-hmm. 15 of them, helped us packing and moving from Jerusalem to Nazareth. Wow. Wow. Uh, It was a big help that God opened. Like Nizar mentioned, it is a a long story, but God opened all the doors for us yes. to be in Nazareth, mm-hmm. and uh, what Nizar mentioned before also. When we left Jerusalem, the area that we were living in uh, closed shut yeah. shut down. Yeah. Yeah. We Canada. couldn't reach we our couldn't house reach anymore. Any, uh, we couldn't house. drive to our after house after one month from leaving. Wow!
1: So God's timing
2: is it perfect, was
1: right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it
3: was God's timing. Perfect yeah. right. And yes. why not to ask for signs? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Gideon right. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. It's biblical. Right. Yeah. Right. So she asked right.
2: for a sign. <laughs> I asked for a sign, and God gave it to me. Yeah. Right. yeah. That is wonderful.
1: I just want to say I've had the privilege of worshiping with you all yes. in your church. Oh, um, yes. I've been in three services, mm-hmm. and it is one of my favorite places in the world to worship. Amen. Yes.
2: Amen.
1: The people there, their faith is so real, and they worship without abandon. Mm-hmm. You know that with yeah. abandon. They just worship. I don't know. There's just something about being there. That's always one of the highlights. Yeah. Um, God had a plan for you guys. Amen. and yeah. Yeah. We, believe. Um, we believe. You never know how long he's going to leave you at one place or the other. But mm-hmm. uh, we know that he is never going to take us somewhere that he has not went before us and made a way.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, so I really am grateful for your hearts of to serve him and to serve him together. Amen. Yeah. Um,
2: I think we are... Uh, I believe that we are uh, in his will, Yes. There. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. and I believe his protection is around us mm-hmm. and our family, our children, and I know that if we are under his will, we are under his protection also. Amen. Yeah. So we feel like there's a favor on our lives, mm-hmm. there's a favor also for the church in Nazareth, like the Nazarene mm-hmm. church in Nazareth, there's a big favor on that mm-hmm. church, like it's a light, it's in the center of the city of Nazareth and uh, we feel that this place is a light for all nazareth mm-hmm. this is our uh, prayer and that this church will be a light for all nazareth for all the right. people mm-hmm. of nazareth yes. nevertheless you know never it's uh, and god is confirming that every every time you know we pray it's he's confirming it mm-hmm. but you know you have to pass through hard time Yes, you have to pass yes. through pain it's a time and, of, trans- yeah, of transformation pre- pregnancy and, uh, then
0: you'll have birth Pastor Nazar and Katie thank you for joining us today and I can echo uh, what Pastor Margaret said I thoroughly enjoyed being in Yash Church about five years ago when I had the privilege to go uh, with a group uh, from our church and uh, enjoyed worshipping even though I might not have understood the language I understood the heart of mm-hmm. the worship yes. And uh, and I've enjoyed also you guys coming to visit a few times over the years to mom and dad's house. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk about what God's doing right now in your church and in your city and anything else that you would like to share with us.
3: You always rejoice when you have good problems. Mm -hmm. There are good problems, challenging problems, because usually problems help you grow. If you always consider problems as a step that will take you to a higher level if you always look at problems like that god will make a way for you every time mm-hmm. you know god will send you the solutions he creates solutions he doesn't just bring in solutions he creates solutions out of nothing mm-hmm. our first problem well we had is a space so our church grew to you know to the point where the capacities became strong you know mm-hmm. we couldn't hold more people in like when we have a special program we cannot do it in the church anymore right. so we have to rent someplace else or or take a bigger hole. So God gave us um, faith enough to begin expanding the building. Mm -hmm. So we added already a building to the existing building that seats another probably 80 to 100 people. So we're glad to, we are in the finish stages of that building and um, grateful to God that it's still growing and the impact is greater. We thank God uh, just last week before we came to the States, on the 14th of uh, September, two weeks ago, a little bit more, we baptized 15 new believers. Wow. Amen. Just Praise before the we came, mm-hmm. that's awesome. So th- that's encouraging right. for us. Every time we see people committing right. their lives and uh, coming to the Lord, we rejoice. We mm-hmm. just rejoice right. and thank God mm-hmm. that we are still effective, and God is alive again in Nazareth. You know, we, Jesus mm-hmm. is alive again in Nazareth. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Very good. Thank you for sharing that. Anything on your heart? Katie, that you want to share with us before we close our time together?
2: Yeah, I'm very happy to be here with you and uh, mm-hmm. really appreciate your prayers mm-hmm. as a church, you know, and as a family. Appreciate your uh, love to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to say that um, we've like suffering and passing uh, through very hard times, that means that you are in the right way. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So, mm-hmm. but God always... Tell us, you know, that love is the answer for everything. So he said, just keep loving people. Keep uh, focusing on the goal. And I'll be with you. I'm not leaving you. I'm not going to forsake Mm -hmm. you. I'm with you. Fear Mm -hmm. not, you know. He is the one that's controlling everything Mm -hmm. in his hands. Praise Mm -hmm. the Lord. We love you.
3: One last sentence I would just add in closing. God taught me something this year. Through a preacher, I can't even remember who it was, but I got that sentence from him. He said, uh, God is saying, worry about depth with me. Mm-hmm. I will worry about your expansion. Mm-hmm. Expansion. He, he will make things grow, right. but he wanted me as a person right. to grow deeper in my relationship with right. him. Mm-hmm. So I would just advise those who are listening to right. go, try to go deeper with the Lord right. because blessings are in the deep. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I think this, to add this also, I think the key for every problem is prayer. Prayer, Amen. yes. It's and the answer. I, yeah, it's the answer for every problem. If we need to go forward, we just keep uh, praying. And it's the key. Mm-hmm.
3: It's a master key. Key, key for <laughs> miracles. Master key. It's
1: a master key for miracles also. Yes. Mm-hmm. And God is a God of miracles. He yeah. continues Amen. to be the Amen. God of miracles. Amen, Amen. Yes. Amen
0: yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for uh, joining us today, Pastor Nazar and Katie. And we certainly will continue to pray for you and your family and your church you. and your community, and uh, that God continues to do miracles Amen. even amongst struggles and hardships. Mm-hmm. We pray that uh, His presence is evident in your lives and in uh, your city. Thank you for joining us what today. Thank you. We thank you for having it. us. It's yeah. a blessing. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of Front Porch Talks. We pray that Pastor Nazar and Katie Tuma's testimony has been a half hour of hope for your life. May God bless. Front Porch Talks is sponsored by Harrisonburg First Church of the Nazarene in partnership with Sunshine Ministries.